The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. It's a, you know, it's a somber mood here at Just Another Why Guys Podcast. I'm happy that you're back with us for uh, this special episode. At the top of the show here, you know, we usually will have Nikki on and talk about some of the things that have been going on or what she's had happening in her life or whatever. But if you've been following the news, of course, you know that uh, uh, George W. George H. W. Bush uh, passed away recently. And, of course, I live here in Houston now, and he spent a lot of time here in the last, well, I don't know, 30 or so years post his presidency. Was definitely tied into the local sports scene. You'd often see him, you know, at Astros games and things like that. And so his death is, has hit the people here in Houston uh, especially hard. And so wanted to uh, see if I could get a very special guest to come in and, and talk about the legacy of George Herbert Walker Bush. And thankfully, as you know, that the reach of Just Another White Guys podcast is is such that we can really bring in those special guests. And ahead of the National Day of Mourning and the, the thoughts and conversations that will be going on, and, and, and the president's funeral, you know that that means that other presidents will be coming here to town to talk. And we're fortunate enough here at Just Another White Guys podcast to have a, a former president here with us. And uh, that, of course, is the 42nd president here of the United States. And that is the one and only Mr. Bill Clinton. Mr. President, thank you for joining us here on Just Another White Guys podcast. Oh, well, uh, thank you, Dustin. I, I'm glad to be here. I, I said it's uh, on such tragic occasions, but it's it's what we have to do to honor a man that was so patriotic to this country, so giving, so loving. And and everyone knows that of all of the giving and loving presidents, you would know you are at the top of that loving and giving list. I love to love. You love to love, and I love to give. <laughs> You can't. You love so much. You can't help to get us, get it on all of us, which we really appreciate. Well, only if you're wearing blue. Ah, Thank hey. You. So, you know, we're, we're thankful that you could take some time. It's it's not often that a, a president will make the time to come on a podcast. You know, it, it is a tragic time, and we've talked frequently in the past. Not a lot of people know this that you and I communicate often. Um, Mostly about things that, you know, most people don't need to know about. I, we bounce ideas off of each other. Like I've had a couple of recent ideas about uh, how to make strip clubs a little bit better. And you had some, you had some marketing ideas well, for me, which I, I, I really appreciated. I think the best advice I ever gave you was if you give to charity, you can claim it on your taxes. And that's the only girl you give money to at the strip club is charity. It works out great. I, I have... I do insist that every girl that I meet at a strip club is either named Charity or changes her name to Charity and then gives me a receipt uh, so that I'm able to do that. So I really thank you for that. Honestly, those tax deductions are how we finance uh, this podcast. So uh, I, I do thank you for that. Anytime. I, I don't like it when you make a donation, though. That's a little creepy to watch. Well... <laughs> This uh, I I apologize for laughing. Of course, this is a somber occasion. But anytime you and I get together, we do we have so much fun that even even though that the background of the day is is sad, 
Um, We always have a good time. I know that you're anxious. The Secret Service has our uh, your motorcade ready to go so that we can get out of here and and have the usual fun that we have when you come to town. Uh, It's it's interesting. I don't mean to break the secret, and uh oh. People don't realize I think everybody how knows all my secrets pe- at this point. They messing. don't know all of them. People don't realize how uh, often you come to Houston. I like to frequent your he- place or two. The best part about coming to Houston is that you can go to all kinds of states when you're in Houston. Of course, our favorite state is Colorado. Yes, it and, is. Uh, <laughs> I love the peaks. They have us. There's a they, couple of valleys too. I'm really fond of. I'm not gonna lie. The the motorcade is outside and standing by, and you just had a few minutes. You you said, "Hey, I'm I'm here. We're gonna go have some fun." But I wanted to stop in and and be on the podcast to talk about about some stories. Now, of course, you you're a legend, a legendary swinger of the golf club. Uh, you're a legendary swinger in a lot of other ways, but thank you. Golf club. I just set up uh, your joke for you. I apologize for stepping on your punchline. It's okay. We uh, let's let's talk about the fact that. You're still here, and, and unfortunately, George Herbert Walker Bush isn't here anymore. Do you have any stories? You know, as, of course, he was the president. Uh, you ran against him in, in, the, in a hard-fought campaign and were able to take the White House. Um, do you have any stories from the campaign trail that you want to share with us? Uh, any remembrances of, of you know, even even though I differ with him on the political spectrum, I still respected his service uh, as a former military person, a former director of the CIA, former vice president, president, you still have to respect the man, even if you disagree with him. Uh, and you being the Democrat uh, to take back that White House. Um, do you have any stories from the campaign trail? Uh, well, uh, first, I'd like to thank Ross Perot, because without him, none of this would be possible. Uh, none of it. Oh, I love it all. Good old Ross. But outside of Ross, uh, we, we once uh, played golf during the campaign. We went back and forth, had a little side bet, side wagers. Uh, you know, if, if he got a hole in one or a birdie on this hole, he'd get a little blowy from Monica, whatever works. It just It's however you want to play the game, you know. You, you tee it up, you drive it down, and you hope you get it in the right hole every time. Not always in the right hole, but most of the time it was in the right hole. Getting it in the right hole is important, especially in golf. Well, it's it's so much – the way I understood when George would talk to me is that the, the holes on the golf course were so much smaller than what he was used to. <laughs> it's okay because his driver was a lot bigger than he was used to as well. Oh, Mr. President, I, I've kept you for several minutes here, and I know that we have activities to get to. You have a speech to prepare for. I do. Four score and seven years ago was the last time I had sex with Hillary. Is that uh, not the – that's not – I don't think that's it. how that goes. Sorry. How is Hillary? I don't know. <laughs> Never see is, her. Is Hillary going to run for president again? Uh, Probably so. I Are, think I think the thing that uh, will really hurt me is if she does because I can't do that anymore. I would have figured that it would help you for her to run because she's out of town way more often. Well, she's never in town anyway. <laughs> well, Mr. President, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be on uh, this this episode of Just Another White Guys Podcast. I know it's a sad time uh, for everyone and, and the whole nation is mourning. Uh, but as always, you can 
still smile through the pain. And I know that you're going through pain. You're going through sadness. So the loss of, of a man that you greatly respected and really a, a, a national treasure for this country. So I thank you for taking the time. Do you have any final words uh, for the uh, JogPod audience? Well, I think we should just remember him as a, as a great man, a great great president who, who always fought for the people. But if, if I leave everybody here with, with one thing that they should always remember – it's always protect the five hole. Have a good night, Dustin. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. I appreciate you f- taking the time to be on uh, here at the start of the podcast. We have much more coming up on this episode of Just Another White Guys Podcast. I have a conversation with, uh, with a friend of mine. His name's Ken Thomas. A lot of interesting things to talk about coming up. So uh, what do you say? Let's go jogging. My new, my new good friend Ken Thomas is here for just another white guys podcast. How you feeling tonight, sir? Man, you got to give my whole government name out there and everything, huh? Uh, well, I mean, this is. I'm sorry. Do you want me to kayfabe your shit? You're, are you just Ken? Whatever. It's all good. <laughs> I I just so you and I have an interesting relationship yes, because sir. we've hung out a bunch of times. Yep. But we don't really know anything about each other. All right. Uh, aside from the fact. Uh, what we like to drink, what songs we like to sing at karaoke, and what kind of strippers we like. Right. Beyond that, we don't really know that much about each other. Right. But now you're here in my house, and we're here in the Jogpod Studios. It's good to see you. No, likewise. It's, it's been actually a very fun night, and I'm glad to have brought over an assortment of meats and cheeses, met a variety of interesting individuals, and it's, it's been good, actually. It, it's been a good night, and uh, cheers to you. Thank you. Like we'll, uh, we'll cheers it up at the start of the podcast. This is not an official cocktail hour. We'll do a cocktail hour at another time, but I wanted to make sure that you get... I feel like the conversations we had, our first podcast together, warrants a numbered podcast. So I want to make sure that we get this out there. However, I will say, I'm drunker right now than I am usually on the cocktail hour. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that that's out there first and foremost. But uh, Absolutely. <laughs> because... Initially, when when I texted you to come over, I was like, "Hey, why don't you come over? We'll hang out. You know, have you know, you and Nikki both uh, enjoy wine. Figured you guys could jump into a bottle and you know, we'd hang out, chit chat a little bit, and then jump on the microphone. A bottle. And then it turned out to, hey, uh, a couple other people are going to come over. And then we've been here about three hours, and right. we've been chit chatting, drinking, having a good time. It's been a great night, right? right. Uh, but didn't uh, are just now turning on the microphone, so. We're a little further into bottles than I had anticipated, but that's going to make for a good time. So you're here on the podcast. You've listened to a few of these podcasts. You know kind of what the vibe is. A lot of times we just go stream of consciousness, and I think that's definitely what we're going to do here in a little bit. But I did want to ask some questions, just kind of get a feel for what's been uh, how the formative years of Ken's life. So. First, like, where are you from originally? 
Originally, I'm from South Bend, Indiana. South Bend? Yeah. Okay. Born and raised. So, like, do you have, like, Notre Dame fighting Irish blood running through your veins, or, or uh, do you, did, you, did you dodge that bullet? Um, a bit of both. It's more on the ends of it is in my blood, but at the same time, we moved out when I was, like, five. Okay. Right. So we came to Houston in '86. So you weren't inundated with with uh, with the Irish. So Absolutely. you didn't live that. You didn't live there for like a long, long time, and then like got away. So you you got away when you were young. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you still have like a fondness for South Bend, though? Um, I have a fondness for the idea of where I came up. You know, right? Being that sort of thing, but in terms of it being like, oh well, I know this place and these people and da da da. It's more so about my family, right? And but. You know, to be specific, they're in Ann Arbor, Michigan, okay. which is like a good 200 plus right. miles away. You know, so it's not necessarily like, oh, well, they're in South Bend. I don't, I don't have family, right. you know, that I really vibe with uh, out there. Gotcha. So what, uh, what led your parents to be in South Bend? Um, my mom came from Tennessee area. And okay. my father was from South Bend, um, in 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 that area. So, um, my mother, I forget which college she went to, but they basically went to school together, and they were in in the area, sort of. Okay. Thing, right? Did she like go to like Holy Cross or something like that? I I, I don't know. I only know Holy Cross and Notre Dame being close together because I've seen Rudy. Holy like, Cross. Okay. My, the Notre, the the amount I know about Notre Dame or South Bend is basically what I've gleaned from watching Rudy. So. I don't. I don't know that much about it. No, that's, it's, it's all good. I might. I might have to watch it tonight. <laughs> you never seen Rudy? I mean, I know about it, but no, I haven't. You've never seen that movie? I, I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen the movie. You gotta see Rudy. I, I have to. It's very white. <laughs> it's so white. What's so white about it? What are you talking about? It's about like it's about like a like uh, it's about like a undersized white guy who right. just with through his heart and grit and determination finally perseveres against all odds and finally gets to play in one game for Notre Dame in his senior year. He overcomes all obstacles and finally reaches the pinnacle, which is to play one play of the game. You know, for, for, for that reason and that reason alone, I might have to see it. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I definitely know about the movie and it's in like the makeup and everything. Um, as far as the you know the early days of film and all that good stuff, but as far as having seen it, I've never you know beyond the trailer seen anything of it. So there is. I'm trying to no, I'm trying to find the fucking guy's name that. Uh, uh, what is that dude's name? <sighs> Char. So uh, well, no, there's a there's. Of course, because it's a mostly uh, it's mostly a film about white people, there has to be like a you know a sage wise black person in the movie, always, which is played by always, which always. is played by, which is played by a fucking legend, Charles Dutton. You know Charles Dutton, right? I don't. I'm sorry. You, you don't I, know I just, who Charles Dutton I know, is? I know. I know. I just lost two two points on the on the black credit score. My bad. <sighs> Charles Dutton. He was in um what, what else he did? Uh he was on um what the fuck is that name? Isn't that Rock something? Um Please don't tell me the Rock. He's not the Rock. No, I was talking about the movie. 
No, no, no. He did an episode. He did a show called Rock. He's like a he's a black character actor. If you saw his face, you know just, who he just, is. Just like general general black character. Yeah, actor? he's like you know the black guy in a lot of different the, stuff. The, 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 the black say he's just a, he's just a black guy in a lot of different stuff. He was in uh, Crocodile Dundee two. I didn't times, know that. How, how many times? How many times has he done film with, with a cane? With a cane? Yeah, I don't know. Does it doesn't it doesn't break it down like that. Does he have a he cane? Was in, cane? He was he in. He was in. He was in. Have you ever seen the Distinguished Gentleman with Eddie Murphy, where Eddie Murphy runs a scam to become a congressman? I did, but I forget He's, it. But what what did he do in there? He was so he was um, he was uh, another congressman. Uh, he was the father of the lobbyist that uh, Eddie Murphy hits on. And tries to to become who wants to get with her, and then turns into she's a lobbyist for the power line thing, which gives kids cancer. Right, 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 right. So it's like her, like her father or something, but he's also a congressman or something like that. I feel like you would know who Charles Dutton is if you saw him. I need I need to see the. I he was also see- in uh, he was in Menace to Society. He played Mr. Butler. In Menace to Society. Who was Mr. Butler in Menace to Society? I don't know. I'm reading his IMDb page. Uh, he was uh, Sheriff Ozzy Walls in A Time to Kill. You know the time? Have you seen A Time to Kill? I have, but who who is, who is the sheriff though? So the sheriff in, in, is in the story. So the sheriff in that story. So he goes to, um. So after Sam Jackson gets arrested, the sheriff goes to that bar and arrests the white guys, the, the like the racist white guys that attacked the girl. He cool. shows up at the bar so, and arrests so, I mean, him. We're, we're in Mississippi, though. Does that mean he arrested the whole bar? <sighs> no, he didn't arrest it. He he arrested the ones that he was looking for at that moment. <laughs> <I'm bullshitting. laughs> it's too hard to arrest all of them. I mean, that's just not possible. You know, they ain't got no paddy wagons in fucking Mississippi, man. Come on. This <laughs> fucked up. How did we even get to this fucking conversation? <laughs> Um, so yeah, anyway, I didn't bring my phone with me. I would pop his picture up so you could see. Well, you have your phone with you. Well, just type in Charles S. Dunn and look at the guy's name. Look at the guy's face. You'd be like, oh, I didn't know he was on an episode of The Sopranos. That's crazy. Charles, Charles, <sighs> Charles S. Dutton. Let me see. Not Dustin. D-U-T-T-O-N. Charles. So delicious. I'm 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 feeling my vodka and apple juice these days. Oh I'm shit. Pr- Wait a minute, hold on. I think I noticed it. Yeah. He's a pretty he's a pretty famous face. Oh Yeah, see? Yeah, see what I I'm know saying? Who that is. That's Charles S. Dutton, son. Alright. And yeah, Long be oh shit, he was in Aliens. Aliens three. Get on the mic. You gotta be on the mic. He he was in Aliens. Come on, three. you're a goddamn professional. I'm sorry. You know how the microphone works? I do, actually. <sighs> so, anyway, you that's Charles said, S. Dutton. How did we end up on talking about Charles S. Dutton? Well, we were we talking about Rudy, Rudy yeah. which was from South Bend. So, you lived in South Bend until you were like five, and then you guys moved to Houston? Mm-hmm. What What uh, dictated your parents moving to Houston? Basically, fucking South Bend was turning into the murder capital of America. Ooh, okay. And my parents said, fuck that. We're out. Right. And that was it. Cause like uh, there's some there's some shitty some shitty places in Indiana that are real like 
Got a lot of murder shit. Like, Gary, isn't Gary, Indiana, like, Gary, super fucked up? Gary is, is like a sister town to South Bend. And it was funny because there's a Whataburger I go to all the time. And there's this one lady I've seen up there a number of times or whatever. We started talking last night. Lo and behold, she's from Gary. I told her I'm from South Bend. You know, but it's funny. Like, we're both here. Right. right. So, it's like, you move from those areas for a reason. You know, not because... They suck so much, but more so because it's like there's a reason to leave. Right. And in South Bend, it was quickly turning into Chirac, you know, that that, that sort of thing. Wow. And and so we had to, you know, get the fuck out because we weren't with the idea of bullets being fired into our houses and, you know, not being able to, you know, be safe in our own presence was it just violence in general or was it some of it racially motivated no it, it was all it was all violence sort of yeah. thing so just everyone was violent yeah so it, it, i mean it was or not so, everyone but there was a there was a percentage of people that were just predicated towards violence it, it was more so like you know it was totally like black on black sort of thing but on the same hand you know my parents wasn't no lames at all and they saw what was going on and said yo we got to get the fuck out of the dodge right you know and so they chose initially um, Cyprus to come to. Okay. And so we we grew up there and then went from Cyprus to A-Leaf and then from A-Leaf to where, you know, I currently reside now, which is uh, Witch Chase. Gotcha. Right. But it's you mean like, it's not a leaf? A leaf. No, it's a, not. A it's, leaf? No, no, no. Absolutely not. Don't say that. I got yelled at like seven different times tonight because I called it wrong. I don't know. I'm not from here, man. It's okay, I'm just doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm just doing the best I can. It's good. That's cool. But just don't say a, a leaf because I'll be wrong. I'm just like I'm just like a fat white guy who's bounced around a bunch of different places. I just I I randomly ended up here. I don't know anything. It's all good, but you know I'm just saying though it, it's a leaf, not not a leaf. It's supposed you. to mean like a life. Okay, that makes sense. So I I like living in this area of town. It's it, uh, it, it, it is nice though. It's it seems. It's kind of the interesting part about where my house is is it it's still Houston, but it's kind of far enough away from everything where it doesn't seem quite as crazy. It kind of like this just kind of just feels like a neighborhood like they could be anywhere, but it's like I just jump on Westheimer and two minutes later I'm in the midst of insanity once you get across six and it's just ugh, it's like so much like. I'm I struggle with Houston because I've met some cool people and I that I enjoy. Right. But this town this this town is too fucking big for me. There's just it's too many people. It's just it's a lot. Well the thing I like I only figured this out after I started traveling all over the country and like Houston is like four cities in one. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in particular in our little small cubbyhole of A Leaf, you have all the cultures of the world right here yeah that you could ever want to draw from and depending upon whatever you feel like doing or you know whomever you feel like being with they are out there for you to be with yeah so you have all these different people all these different cultures that are available there for you and it kind of goes throughout a lot of houston but there's a lot of core of that here because of just how much of you know, there's there's so much multiculturalism yeah. that is present in this area, right? Yeah, all you got to do is jump on Westheimer, and 
it, it, exactly. it would be yeah, much, yeah, yes. it, it would be beneficial to sit in the passenger seat if you just read the yes. the signs yes. of the businesses. Yes, yes. It's literally yes. like it's French, it's Asian, it's Mexican, it's like everything. Like yes, the Middle Eastern. Like in, if you cruise on Westheimer, you don't even have to go that far. Like it's like from where I live on Westheimer to the Beltway, I think it's nine miles on that road. The amount of different cultures that you can see on that road just from the businesses is stunning. Yes. There's and, so much. And, and so it was like when I had traveled over the country or whatever, I quickly figured out that that was not a thing everywhere. Even right. in, in places like, you know, um, the West Coast and, and the East Coast, there would be certain places where it'd be like it's very monoculture or they kind of keep themselves or it is exactly whatever they present themselves to be. And whereas here, it's like, you know, you have everybody and everybody has a spot. So it sets up a situation where you don't necessarily have to be part of whatever crowd is in. You can be part yeah. of your crowd that's in and then go to where your folks are cool at. And then in certain places, you know, as you already know, everybody kind of links up and does what they do and then they disperse afterwards. Right. And so that's what it is. Because you and I, we met in an interesting way. Like we just like randomly bumped into each other at a bar. We're like, hey yes, man, sir. you know. And then it's just like we had to drink together. And then we're like, hey, you want to hang out? And then it's like, hey, give me your number. And like, hey, you want to come do this? And then all of a sudden, like, we've hung out a few times and we've gone and done a couple things. And I've uh, we've we've been sitting at uh, one of our favorite places to sit. And uh, I've been like, hey, did you hear about uh, the Patton Oswalt comedy show? You're like, oh, no, is Patton Oswalt coming? I was like, yeah, well, you should get tickets. And then you pop up there. And I kind of feel in a little bit of a way that I'm kind of like your conduit to some cool shit that's been happening. In no, 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 that's that's 100 percent true. Um, you know, I didn't know Patton Oswalt was coming through. I didn't know uh, Gary Clark Jr. was coming through. Yeah, we got to talk about Gary Clark here in a few minutes because. We just a couple of days ago we were at that show and that show was that was a show I didn't know that I needed. I N- Nikki mentioned this, but I feel the same way. I didn't know I needed that show until I was there. Yeah, like that's the kind of music that just like it hits you right in the soul and it like reinvigorates. Like if you like like if you think about it like from a video game standpoint where like your life level was kind of low and then you get like a power pellet and all of a sudden like you're filled back up. That's the kind of show for me, maybe not for everybody, but that's the kind of like that music for me had me feeling like that. But as absolutely, I, as I was saying, you and I met in an, in an interesting way. And have, have you met other people that way before? Like just people like you've randomly just met out in, in bars before and just been like, Hey, let's S- hang out or, 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 or been, you know, wherever. And you know, y'all kind of link up however y'all link up, you know? So I've had people that were, you know, quote unquote, just like me. And then I've had people that were completely separate from, you know, who I am or whatever I do. And like, we had some common thread and then we linked up and then, you know, we've been cool uh, for years on end. And that's one of the real beautiful things about Houston. And, you know, I would say to kind of like a greater extent, multi culturalism because you can have all these different people that y'all don't necessarily have to do the same things or have like the same clicks but then y'all have the same sort of threads of thought or the same ways of being and y'all link up and do stuff you know and so houston is a great place for that 
Whereas in other spots, it's almost like you have to be part of a specific crowd or you got to be in this clique or in this crew, whatever, whatever. Here, you know, you can be poor or you can be Beyonce and there's a spot for you. And it's not like that everywhere. So, yeah, for sure. And so obviously a podcast is a visual medium. And most of the people that listen to this know that I'm a chubby white guy. Ken Ken is decidedly a not a white person. Ken is Ken is. Wait, a white. Well, oh, oh, Ken, wait. Ken, th- th- this is this is not true. What? I, I was I was actually born white. You're born white. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> please please explain this. To no, me. no, this is not a. Uh, are you like a Are you uh, like a, 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 a Lippenzahner stallion? No, 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 no. Where I, they're I, born, I, they're black at birth, but then they become white. I, I literally was born. <laughs> I was born like as white as you are, probably whiter, honestly. Um, That's pretty difficult. I'm and, white as fuck. So and, I know. And the story <laughs> that I was told was that um, I don't know, you know, how true this is or whatever. Even though I have seen my baby pictures, and yes, lo and behold, I was, I was a pretty white, you know, individual, a pretty white baby. Um, but, um, I was born white and my mother said that she prayed that I would turn black and here I am blacker than ever. So she you know, prayed that you would turn she black prayed. Well, are your parents not black? No, they're black as, you know, black as can be. So I, I'm confused. Did you, you, was there just a pigmentation thing? I have no clue, man. Is it science? I just, I, I came here and I was white. And then a week later after being in, you know, the nursery and everything, I turned black. Did they put you under like a sun lamp or something? No, nah, but they did. They I was they, told that they crispy, put me. They put me in front. They put you in front. Yeah, you know, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, for real, for real though. I mean that 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 did happen, uh, you know, allegedly or whatever. But the whole point being is that, like, you know, when I came to being, I was not the color that you see me as. Right. I was wider than you you know and through whatever mechanism i don't know if it was prayer i don't know if it was biology or that's just the way things work or whatever whatever but i turned the color that i am and then i've stayed that way i had a different title picked out for this podcast but now i think the title of this podcast is my mom prayed for me to be black (laughs) (laughs) i'm with it man i like that it's beautiful that so do you think your mom prayed for you prayed that for you just why do you think your mom prayed for you to be that probably because you know she wanted um a quote-unquote beautiful black baby yeah and not that other babies of other colors aren't beautiful but she wanted something to be like you know this is what i did you know and not what is um i don't want to say reject or you know, abomination or anything like that, but more so something that she made and that she could be like, this is my lineage, you know, sort of thing. Right. Um, and from a scientific standpoint or whatever, she wasn't well, trying to have no albinos. Well, I don't know about that because there's, I've <laughs> seen if, plenty of did, black did albinos. Your, did your mom not uh, read comic books? What if she, what if you were an X-Men? I mean, I could be, you never know. That would be fucking dope. It, this is, it's probably we don't more, know more true than, than not. We don't know your powers yet, though. That's well, exactly. Or wait, do we know your powers? You know, so maybe your powers are that you're just this fucking suave ass Mex- uh, Mexican, suave ass <laughs> Renaissance man. <laughs> you you've got Mexicans on the mind. I apparently. know. 
I made so many asshole Mexican jokes. I made so mind. many dickish Mexican jokes tonight, fucking around with Los and Rosie that I just it, <laughs> such a dick. But you know what? I will tell people that I will tell I will, <laughs> I will tell I will tell people this. If you don't know this, if I don't make fun of you, that means I give zero fucks about you. Interesting. If I don't break your balls and joke around with you and like have fun, that means I I couldn't care less to fucking know you. I'm with that. I break balls to the people that. I care about. You know why? Because I want people in my circle that want to laugh and joke and have fun, and especially people that can poke fun at themselves and are comfortable sure. with people breaking sure. their balls about sure. shit that's sure. real about no, them. No, no, absolutely. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Because I, and part part of that for me is like. I because I'm a fat person, like I have a defense mechanism about making fat jokes about myself to deflect. Because I feel like if I make the joke first, and that means this motherfucker can't make the joke back at me, I was like, ah, I win. I already made the joke. Fuck you. So like breaking balls of you know other people is just like that's you know how I show my love. It's easy to be like, hey man, I love you, and then people would be like, I I resist that. But if you fuck around with people and just show them that you care in different ways. You gotta be careful though. Some people don't like to be fucked around. <laughs> no, no, th- no. This is true. Absolutely. You gotta, man. you gotta know your audience. Absol- absolutely. And I, I feel, I feel pretty good about knowing my audiences. So I, I kind of get a feel for who I can fuck around with and who I can't. But, but you know, the point being, you definitely have Mexicans on the mind. This, I do, I do. Mm. The what's funny is Los, Los and I only know each other from the bar, really. What, what, what bar? What? So he bartends up at Al's, which is just a couple blocks up from, from where I live here. Mm-hmm. You know Al's Sports Bar? Mm-mm. So if you go just down the street a little bit further past my house, turn right and go up to the to Westheimer, it's right there. There's like a Wazobia's African Market, and there's like a cell phone store, and then there's a bar right in there. Okay. So uh, we popped in there during Harvey. Which is funny because we lived here for a year and we'd never really been in there. And we got stir crazy because we were fortunate enough that it it didn't flood in here. Right. Because we, of course, we sit right across from George Bush Park. And that's where a ton of water goes. And thankfully, those levees held all that water back. I can't even imagine if one of those levees had failed. We'd have been fucked. But thankfully, this neighborhood stayed. I mean, there was a lot of water on the street, but and of course, you know, you've you've seen how my house sits. We kind of sit up off the road a bit, so it'd have taken uh, a substantial more water than what we got, which was an incredible amount already. But we got stir crazy in the house because we'd just been locked in here, and I actually worked during Harvey. I had uh, remote access to my system and i sat right here at this desk i'm sitting there with my little last laptop and doing super work because i got to make sure that people i mean people on the west coast don't give a fuck that right that harvey's flooding they're going to make sure they get their gas so they can continue to just keep their businesses going but we popped in over there one night and you know there was 10 or 15 other people there just trying to find something to do when being stuck in their house or whatever and trying to get out. And we just struck up a conversation with Los. And I mean, really, I think other than the only time that we've hung out outside of the bar is we went to dinner, uh, after the bar once with, with him and, uh, Rosie, which was, which was cool. But 
yeah, so I I have Mexicans on the brand a little bit tonight. So, that, you that, know. That, that's cool. The whole dinner thing, though. Yeah, we just I think we we went up there I think to watch a Rockets playoff game last year. Sure. And we we're sitting there drinking beers or whatever, and the game was over, and they're like, "Hey, you guys want to get tacos or something?" And that's cool. We popped over to Brando's ta- Brando's Taqueria over on uh, was it Bel Air? Not Bel. Is it yeah. Bel Air and Six? You ever been to Brenda's? I have not. Oh, some good ass tacos. On, on, on Bel Air and um, Six. Yeah, good ass tacos. Oh, okay. All I right, think there's right. another one, maybe closer over to where you are. I think there's one on the Bellway somewhere. Hmm. But Brenda's Taqueria, some good shit. You can actually, uh, they, uh, I can't remember. It's Grubhub or DoorDash. One of those they deliver. Hmm. Had tacos delivered more than one night when I've been. Less sober than I am right now. <laughs> I might have to see about them. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit more expensive than Taco Bell, but it's much, much better. Well, I mean... Do you, I w- ever, do you ever just pop into Taco Bell when you've been had a little too much to drink? See, here's the thing. Like, I think that Taco Bell and then Jack in the Box is the perfect medicinal drunk food. Yeah. Because they've got something in their... Their meats or the composition of their food. Gotcha. It just absorbs the liquor <laughs> to the right point where you don't get undrunk or, you know, you don't get, you know. Like it just balances like, you out a little bit. You get bit. balanced, exactly, you know. and Life is all about balance. Sometimes you, you need to have that so that you can continue on without feeling really weird. And that's exactly what, you know, you you want and need sometimes. Um Shit, I remember that time that we hung out uh, last at the Colorado or whatever. I debated heavily whether I should stop at Taco Bell or not. You got know? you, got you. Can I? Can I? Can we have a trust circle moment here? Like, I feel like we're in a circle of trust at the moment. Sure. Can I have a trust circle moment with you? I've never had Jack in the Box once in my life. Really? Nope. Not once. Not once. Wow. They weren't. So here's the thing. You you were Jack, afraid of, you afraid of kangaroo burgers? No. Jack in the Box was not really a thing in Oregon, which is where I'm from. Sure. It was never really a thing in Montana, which is where I graduated high school. All right. Uh I don't think there's Jack in, Jack in the Box in Minnesota. Not that I can think of. So Jack in the Box was just never an option to me. So it's not something I ever thought to go and check out. And then like I know I seem to recall I was in California once on a family vacation and the guy that my mom was dating at the time had a thing about Jack in the Box and he went to Jack in the Box, but we didn't get anything. That's in a word, uh, Nagartley. Yeah. So, <laughs> which means stingy, by the way. So, yeah, I don't really know what well, I can't remember how that came about. That guy was a piece of shit anyway. Sure. I love my mom, but. She she's she's dating a very nice guy now who who they have a great relationship and I'm thankful for that and she's happy and that's awesome. That's good. But she's dated that's some good. real pieces of shit in her life. Sure. She's she so like she dated my dad who was awesome and then had a long string of shitty people that she dated but now she's with a good guy. So right. shout out to that. Right. Mom, if you're listening, I love you. Can't wait to see you for Christmas. A couple weeks away. I think my mom might make a return to the podcast. Mom hasn't been on the podcast in in uh I think I think it might. Has mom been on the podcast since that super sad Super Bowl podcast I did? 
No, yeah. Did a super sad uh, Seahawks lose the fucking super. You're not a sports guy. You don't give a shit about this. I will say it's interesting that you and I have become as close as we have in this shorter period of time that you don't like sports. Almost every person I'm friends with is super into sports. I don't want to say that I don't like them. I just don't care for them, you know, because I would rather play than watch. Right. No, I understand. But I can definitely appreciate a good ass play. Like I saw one just a few moments ago where I don't recall what team that was playing, but somebody literally threw a touchdown pass and the dude, it like it hit their shoulder blades. I'm like, yo, that's not how you catch a football. Right. It won't work. (laughs) So like, I totally can appreciate these things. I just more so would rather play than watch, you know, sort of deal. I got you. But so to go back to uh, earlier conversation, so your parents decided to move here and you said 85? Right. 85, 86. Right. It was right. The, the biggest memory I had at the time was the Challenger had blew up. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was right. That was kindergarten for me. God damn, that was a long time ago. Right. I remember thinking that like the 80s was like not that long ago. Right. Exactly. But now exactly. I think about it, I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit. Yes. So old. Do you ever like have weird thoughts like, I'm so much closer to death than I am to when I was born. No, I think more so like you were just saying that literally in my mind, the 80s and the 90s just seems like, if anything, a few weeks away. Right. But nah, dude, it's fucking decades away. Because what's crazy is like you think about like, hey, you remember in the year 2000? Oh, I totally remember 2000. That was like just, you know. Holy shit, that was almost 19 years ago now. Right. Like, right. We are, we're literally almost to 2019. Sure. And does it feel that long ago that it was the year 2000? No, no, absolutely not. Like, like actually, um, during the time, I was maybe two, maybe three miles from where I'm at right now. Right. Partying with my uncle. And, like... You know, we were all laughing and joking about the whole idea of Y2K and planes falling out of the sky and all that good bullshit. But, like, it doesn't seem that long ago, but like you just said, you know, it was 19, almost 19 years ago, man. And there's, I don't know what it is with time or the way that, you know, things work these days, but it just doesn't seem that long ago as it actually is. Yeah. And it's, it's a weird thing. Did you graduate in 99 or 2000? Neither. I actually never graduated. You didn't graduate? No. From high school? I'm a dropout. What? Yeah. I'm a proud dropout too. Did you go get your, like your GED or something like that? Yeah. I, I was, I was forced to. Um, you forced to? Yeah. Um, like mom called the cops on me sort of thing. Oh shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they, they showed up and then, and then, and then, and then the cops gave me a stern lecture about, about the importance of going to school. More or less. <laughs> More or less, dude. I'm not even bullshit. Holy shit. For real. For real. And so literally like, so here's the story. Like I dropped out and then like, you know, I went to school for bad kids, which, like, literally, it was all the gangsters and the pregnant chicks, right? Wow. And they instantly knew, like, they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, sort of thing. And, like, I did that for as long as I could. Right. And then after that, I was like, fuck this. And I just took my GED. I didn't didn't test for it. I didn't train. I didn't study it at all. I just did it. And 
I actually got like a perfect score on the shit. You know, it was simple, you know, to me. And the whole time, like I just wanted to get into the working world um, because at the time I saw high school, at least as far as like public education or whatever was concerned, as like a waste of my time. Right. Like there were better things I could do with my time than going to school and trying to jump through these hoops and shit. So I wanted to get out of there as fast as I could to get on to working and making some fucking money um, instead of, you know, staying in school and listening to shit that either didn't apply or that I already knew and I could, you know, surpass. Got you. So you wasn't. So a lot of a lot of people think of, oh, you got you went and got a GED. Oh, you must not have been very smart or you must have whatever. But that's not true. Like some people go and get GEDs just because like they don't want to fucking like school is just not a challenge. Yeah, no, it, like you, you're expected to show up there and the school systems, by the way, are just fucking annoying and all the shit that they put kids through these days is a bunch of bullshit. And like we just do not respect teachers enough in this country. Can I just say that like I know a lot of teachers that are great people that do uh, hard ass work, basically raising other people's kids. True. That get shit on for not doing enough, and that's just fucking bullshit. Like we should be taking way better of our teach, way better care of our teachers in this country. And anyone that's listening to this podcast knows how I feel about that. And our schools should be way better than they are. Whatever. Fuck this place. I'm so sick of everything. It, it's, it's I'm like, a very negative. I'm a very. I have a very negative view on a lot of things in this country right now, and it's frustrating because I feel like we could do so many good things, and we choose to like we've we've turned this corner into doing a lot of shitty things because there's a majority of people that want to do good things, but the minority of people that have power and control right, of this right, country right, right. want to do shitty things, which are basically just to make as much money as possible. Right. Well, a lot of it is is kind of like the old world, you know. When when I came up, for example, you know, I was very and still am, you know, like I work in the tech industry and all that um, sort of thing. But like at the time, I didn't know exactly what career I wanted. I knew I was good at computers. I knew I could fix them. I knew to some extent um, that I could program them. But I didn't know what my career path was. And then when I got into high school, for example, you know, I was very bright eyed and bushy tailed, you know, so to speak, and wanting to, you know, completely excel at academia and being able to go straight into college. But the choices I had for me at that time, mind you, this was 1999 because I was supposed to be class of 99, you know, 2000 sort of thing. Like the choices I had were. I could go into computer science, which I saw no future in. Um, It was basically, you know, stay in academia for the rest of your life. Or I could go into MIS, which which would mean management of information systems, which I felt was a bullshit degree. And so the way that they have things laid out now, they have things very specific in terms of, you know, you can get degrees in forensics, like computer forensics. You can get degrees in cybersecurity. You can get degrees in all sorts of shit. And at the time I was coming up, that was not even an option, right? So 
when I saw that, it was very disheartening for me, but there was no way out. And on the flip side, in terms of high school, when I initially, you know, was like, hey, blah, 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 I want to take these computer science classes or whatever, um, and I was in the ninth grade, they didn't think I could do it because I didn't take their prerequisites, even though their prerequisites had jack shit to do with computer science and learning all of the curriculum that they had set forth. So it led me on a very weird path because I had to prove to them that I knew what I knew. You know, I, I had to tell them through their through their ways that they had set forth that I could do everything that had already been set up for me. And there was no clear pathway to actually um, prove to them, hey, yo, I got the knowledge and I have no need to take any of the stuff that you've put in front of me. Oh, sorry. I thought you were. I thought you. Had, I thought you were going to keep going. My bad. No, no worries. It, <laughs> that that that's 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 just basically it on it. Is that like they have put all these different prerequisites? Like for example, right. they, they had geometry as one of them, and I get that they want you to be able to think symbolically because right. when you do programming, you have to do a lot of symbolic, you know, sort of thinking. You know, and I was terrible at geometry. I'm not good at math at all. For for me, I I've been good at it to a certain point, but I never got because again I dropped out or whatever. I never got to a high enough level right. where I started taking like you know calculus and then statistics and all that sort of stuff. And now I'm starting to actually teach myself some of those things um, because I need them for the type of work that I do. Right. But in terms of when I was in high school, there was no you know. I didn't get to that point, you know, whatsoever. And it was unfortunate because I actually got disillusioned with like the whole process. Yeah. And, you know, luckily enough for myself, like I'm a self-starter, you know, so I like to like teach myself things and learn things on my own. You know, the, um, you know, I guess kind of like smart term for it or whatever it's called autodidactic. And that means that, you know, you're a self-learner or a self-starter. But I don't necessarily need somebody to teach me or have some sort of motivation beyond that of my own curiosity to learn the thing. And so if I'm curious about whatever, it doesn't matter whatever it is. It can be, you know, technology, non-technology related. It really doesn't matter. I'll pursue it on my own. And then once I figure it out, that's its own benefit. It pays itself off. But for you know, a lot of people, that's not necessarily the case. And I, I get that. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't have any sort of weird feelings about it, but it definitely did when I was in school, it created all sorts of havoc because the school system didn't really have any place for me for sure to be a self-starter or we're like, you know, like a lot of kids and people can go on YouTube, right. and whatever they want that w there was no YouTube when I was coming up. You know there needs saying? to, that's to go back to talking about the school systems in general. Like we need to evolve the way we think about teaching kids. Right. Because for, for one, different kids learn in different ways. Yep. Some kids are visual learners. Some kids need to have things explained to them step by step. Some people do better with just having it written down for them. But people are, teachers are forced to teach like a certain way. And like this is what you need to do, and 
not everyone learns that way. And there's so much more that's available to teachers and to students now that that's, that's why I think that it's very important for people that are inclined to help make changes in their city or their county or wherever they live is to get involved. Like so much attention in our country is focused on national elections and like senators and and Congress people. And that's certainly fine, but so much more is done at local levels, county level, city level, stuff like that. It's important for people that are inclined to do things to get involved in those as well. Like I know we have a friend in Minnesota that's getting involved in the, uh, the arts board in Minneapolis because that's, that's cool because she wants to have a hand in the way art is disseminated to people in Minneapolis. Right. That's an important thing to her. Right. Like so much focus is, is paid to the big national elections, but so much real work gets done at, at those smaller levels. That's at important the, that the municipality, people, hell yeah. the, the people are, that are inclined to get involved should look at things like that. Right. I'll I'll say this though too, like, um, back in the day or whatever, this was well after high school. Um, I had a studio that I ran with a friend of mine that was in downtown. It was at 702 Main Street. And so we called ourselves 702 Studios, you know, because we were at 702 Main. Um, And in terms of the timeline, this was right when the metro rail line was being built out and so i don't think you you haven't been in the city like longer than 10 years right no we just moved here we've been here two years like two and a half years sure 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 so like back in the day this was like i think 2001 2002 sort Mm -hmm. of thing like the streets in downtown were fucked up the streets in downtown are not very good right now Nah, dude. I mean, they're, you're you're not wrong about that. There are times where I determine which vehicle we're taking <laughs> based on the fact that I've been there before, and I know that if I take my charger, right. there's a chance that it's gonna rip out the bottom of my car. No, no doubt, no doubt. No, but in in, in these in these terms, man, fucking the streets in downtown look like Godzilla had came through <laughs> and and just ran a marathon or something. Like they were fucked up. They were fucked <laughs> up, okay? And they did all this again because they were laying down the track for what would eventually become the Metro Rail. Right. Right. But um, at the time, it was a very weird spot for us. But the whole point of me telling you this story is not necessarily to talk about downtown and their, you know, continuous bullshit. But, like, we were teaching people how to, like, make music and you know, run a studio and do all sorts of stuff. And we were charging people, you know, for this. Right. And so nowadays you have a lot of the same information that's out there across a number of channels, you know, YouTube included where people can, you know, straight up go, you know, from the comfort of their own home and learn whatever they want to learn. And it's accurate information that, you know, in theory they could be tested and certified on. Right. And so as you're stating that there needs to be more agility in terms of how people learn and disseminate information, you know, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And it's all like 
I feel like there's so much resistance to change in our country that like every it's like oh well things work fine just the way they are and they've right, worked this right, way right. for such a long time why why should we change but it's like we have to evolve like that's how things like things get better like just because it's always worked this way doesn't mean that that's the right way to do it right it's like changing the number of days in a school year and stuff like that there's other countries that do it a different way especially like japan like those kids go to school for fucking all the time but they also learn hard shit those like kids in japan can speak english in like the third grade and stuff yeah, like that yeah. like we need to evolve the way that we teach our kids in this country and i don't know i just it feels like we 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 just coast along on this notion that like we're the greatest country in the world and therefore like we no longer have to work hard. Like I feel like I I I, I like that. I we, like that. Like there was there was a time the, in this country the, the the American exceptionalism. Yeah. Yeah. We used to build great big things in this country and sure. we had great scientific achievements. Yeah. Look, look, and, like look, we look had at the fucking interstate. We had great we had great technological advancement and we had great art and we had all of these great things and like what can you point to right now that we do in this country that is great? Porn? Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> I had to level it out, man. I had to level it out. It is a, no, I mean, you know, that you're, I don't think you're wrong. Hey, I'm I'm just saying, like, you know, you're, you're not wrong about that because, like, I was just, you know, kind of offhandedly mentioning the interstate, but then it's like, we built the, ro- we built rockets and shit, and yes. for for all intents and purposes, you know, we don't really get credit for it, but we we did invent the internet. Yes, and, and I'm not saying that with any hyperbole. Like, it's it's an American invention. Like, it comes from fucking America. We did this shit, you know, sort of thing. But it's been sent to other places, and you know kind of like the greatest thing that we have to show for these days beyond Pornhub is shout out Pornhub right is fucking like Instagram which is known as like the social security card for millennials and shit dude (laughs) so like fucking (laughs) you you, you like that fucking (laughs) fucking 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 best thing I've ever heard like like, like there's so much more to what we can be doing than just sending food, cat, and dick pics to one another. And, you know, I think that you're you're absolutely correct about that, that, you know, we kind of rest on this ideal of, well, we're exceptional Americans and, you know, that's all we have to do. But then we go to other places and they can outperform us in a number of avenues. And then it kind of leaves it up to the individual to be on their A game to be able to outperform the outperformers, as yeah. it were, right? And it, and not everybody is cut out for that. No. And it's it's funny because if you ever travel anywhere outside of this country, you will find that like we we are a fantastic country. We have a right. great people. Right. We have lots of diversity. We have some great culture and uh, lots of things. But there's a lot of fuck of places that got cool shit. Absolutely. Like, Canada is fucking cool. Like, you can believe whatever stereotypes you want about Canada, and certainly there are places in Canada that fit those stereotypes, 
But can there's some dope shit in Canada. No doubt. Like you can have a great go. fucking time in Canada. I want to go. You can go to like go like look at like a place like I don't know fucking like Lithuania. Like there's this YouTube blogger that I follow. His name's Simon J. Wills. Okay. His whole thing is like he goes to countries with no money and he just has his camera and he like lives there for like three days and just walks around and does different shit. I think some of it is a little gimmicky. Like he like, will just like fall asleep in a hotel lobby overnight and like whatever that part doesn't interest me. Right. But what's the shit that interests me is like, he will walk around and like look at different interesting stuff in a city. Like, um, he was just in, uh, Luby, I think is how you say it in Lithuania. That town looked fucking dope as shit. Like it seemed like there was cool people there. Like he interacted with some people and like, what's amazing is how many places speak English in this world. Yeah. How many fucking yeah. people that live yeah, in this yeah, country yeah, yeah, can yeah. speak another yeah. language? Not that fucking many, but so many people that live in other countries can speak our language right. as well as their language. So you have the benefit of going to all these places and, not everyone will speak English, English, but you could probably but, but you, find you, you enough people to get around. You can get by, absolutely. So there's so much cool shit like that you can go and be a part of. One thing and that like, I I saw, man, not not to, to cut you off there, but I was in uh, Cozumel, Mexico, um, almost a year ago, about eleven months ago. All right. We should go to Mexico and just fucking party. Let's go. I'm with that dude. Oh my god, they I can, think I think Southwest does flights to Cozumel. They now. can they can serve. So I want to take a boat there though, man. Ooh, I don't want to get on a boat. I just want to fly and boat, be on a beach. Boats are the shit though, man. <sighs> I'm on the boat though. I have a I have a like a um, not a phobia, but like I have a control thing mm-hmm. that like I don't want to. I I want to go where I'm going and be there. I can, I don't, I'm I can, not. I'm I, not down I, with like being I, on a boat in the I, I middle can, of I shit can, for days on end. I, I can. I can dig that. I can, I can dig that. For me, the biggest thing for me being on a boat was like you know I'm from the city. Even though like I got a lot of family or whatever out in the country and shit, but like I'm I'm deep into like astronomy and like the stars and all that good shit. And like one of my greatest you know, achievements or whatever, or things that I've seen in life has been able to see the stars set on the sea, Mm. you know, like it's one thing to see the sunset for sure. It's another thing to see like the stars and even the planets um, at eye level, you know, when you're like looking at the horizon and then boom, there they are. Um, you don't get that in the city. There's no, nowhere. Sure. There's not a single place in the city you'll get that. But in the ocean, you'll get that constantly, and it's yeah. a whole different mentality. But sorry, um, I, I didn't mean to cut. You were about to tell a story about being in Cozumel, and I cut you off. No, not at all. Uh, but it it goes exactly right along with that. That like when I was out there and we were heading out to Cozumel or whatever, I just remember seeing them stars, and that that was. It was amazing to me. It was very touching, actually, you know. Um, but we got to Cozumel, and the thing that, you know, struck me, because we went out there and saw, like, the ancient Mayan ruins, right? Right. And, like, the thing that really struck me was that the city, in terms of whoever did their interior planning or, you know, development of the city or whatever, had enough consciousness to say, okay, Let's not completely fuck over these ruins. 
let's build our streets and our cities alongside them. For sure. And so even though, like, you know, they have all these tourist destinations and you go to, like, you know, uh, the different spots and you see, like, the pyramid with the snake and all this sort of shit and or, or the step pyramid and they, they have all these different sites out there. The point being is that you can travel up and down the freeway and you will see ruins as you're literally on a bus traveling somewhere. You don't have to be wherever. You can get on fucking Google Maps and find them yourselves. Right. So, like, they're everywhere. And, you know, as stated, these people had enough consciousness to say, let's not tear this stuff down. Instead of building over it, let's build right alongside it. For sure. And you can still see these things, like where there's a road, and then the road turns off. The ruins keep going for, like, miles on end. But that's one of the things that people, I think may not step back and realize is that we don't have that shit here in this country because we haven't been around that long. We haven't existed that long. We we have, we have some ruins, but it's not but like, like, but not like there's not, there's not the Parthenon. There's not the Colosseum. There's not that sort of stuff here that has been preserved for all this because we haven't existed that long. No, right, right. The, like the greatest thing that we have next to like the Grand Canyon would be like, Serpent Mound in Ohio. Right. And they still don't know why the fuck that was built. But it's aliens, just, man. Fucking no, no, aliens. no. It, 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 it was the fucking aliens. It, it, it was it was an aliens. That shit. <laughs> it was built by people, but they don't know what the purpose was. And it's this giant serpent. Literally, it's a serpent mound out in the middle of Ohio. And so it's like I'm gonna they, guess I'm gonna guess someone was doing mushrooms. Well, this is my guess. Hopefully. This is my guess. But, you know, they had enough good sense to make a park out of it and a whole site out of it. But then, you know, I'm positive that America has its own sites and things like that that were right. built up way before us, but then got decimated or just knocked out of the way in terms of capitalism. Yeah. And that's just kind of that's kind of the, the way the story goes there. So I'm gonna, I want to shift gears here for a second because we were talking earlier before the podcast started. About like you had lost some weight and all that sort of stuff. Sure, I'm questioning your uh, I'm questioning your uh, bona fides as a fat person <laughs> because you've been holding this motherfucking cookie in your hand for like you've you've been holding a half eaten cookie for about 45 minutes and I'm I'm I, just, I don't know why but it's bothering me. I've been nibbling slowly on it, man. I'm, try, I'm trying to not I'm trying to not nibble on the microphone. You know. <laughs> I'm trying to not nibble. On so, so I'm just questioning your bona fides as a uh, as a fat person. What's what's funny is, so you and I are Snapchat friends. Mm-hmm. You send me a lot of food snaps, which I'm often impressed with. Right. And a lot of times I'm like, I'm not 100% sure that my wife should not be dating Ken because he goes to all the kind of food places that she would like to go eat that I have no interest in going. So do you have any interest in dating my wife to take her to restaurants and then just dropping her off at home? I mean, that... <laughs> I'm I'm never not up to eat with people, but that would be at least a ten percent, at least a ten percent conflict of interest, at least. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not up for not having food with people, right? You know, and then, so can can like we set up a schedule where like just like twice a week you come and pick up my wife, and I'll pick up the tab, but you just guys you guys go to weird ass restaurants that I don't want to go to. I mean. 
Shit, if you buying, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, goddamn. You know, this might, this actually You're like, that, wait that. a second. Are you telling me that twice a week I don't have to pay for my own dinner? Well. If we're, I mean, just from a frugality point standpoint, you should a, be saying yes. A, a, I mean, just from a budget consciousness. I, I that that's 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 not a, a that's not a bad setup. Honestly, Wait, I think I'm I think I'm getting the fuzzy end of this lollipop. No, that's what I'm saying. For I'm like, oh, shit, let me re- I get let me food. let me rethink let me rethink yeah, yeah, this. Re- rethink, yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. Me re- let me re- let me re- let me rethink this. Uh, another interesting point that Nikki brought up when uh, we were conversing about, uh, well, when we were at the Gary Clark Jr. concert, yeah, um, there was an exchange of, of funds between yourself and and myself right and uh there's a conversation after you left about i, 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 I didn't catch that part but go <laughs> about ahead. well no because you left obviously you wouldn't catch it if you'd left come on now get a track with the story here sorry nikki nikki pondered the thought of have i corrupted you hmm i i and i'm not sure ha, have i corrupted you because i mean i've I don't think I've forced you to come I'll, I'll, to come I'll, to places. I'll, I'll just I'll just say this, you know, for and especially for a short of time as we've known one another, you know, you haven't brought out anything that wasn't already there. Thank you. See, I knew that. You know what I mean? I'm just so, I just so wanted it. It's not it's not it's not like I'm being forced to do something that I didn't want to do. I just or, wanted it recorded for or, posterity, or, 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 or being brought somewhere that I didn't want. It's not to like be. I've ever. It's not like I've ever twisted your arm you, to come you, out you, with you me. You never. You never thrown me into the trunk of your car with a bag over my head, and then I should have showed up somewhere and had stuff happen to me. That might be fun, though. It might be, but I've always been where I've wanted to be at that exact time. In the moment that I didn't. The moment I wasn't down with the, the program, I dipped out. But not on y'all. I just mean just for my just own general. posterity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, I, I mean, like you said, in the limited amount of time we spent together, you do not strike me as a person that is unwilling to just go when they're ready to go. Yeah, no. I mean, if if the time calls If you're not for feeling it, it or you're done or whatever, and you're just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. Like I'll I, see I, y'all try, later. I try to I try to be cordial or whatever. Yeah, yeah. not like assholeish about it, but just like just be like, hey, you know, I've I've had my fill. I'm good. I'm, right, I'm, right, gonna, right. I'm gonna head out. Yeah, if if I'm not feeling which what, I whatever, like I'll I'll dip out, or if it's just not for me, I'll do my best to withstand people and situations. But like, I've never been one to mislead or be misled, and so. Like, I've never, in terms of us, done anything that I didn't want to do already or that wasn't on my mind. See, I fucking told you. <laughs> All right. So, someone's, as, so, someone's been told. As I, usual, I, as usual, Nikki is in the peanut gallery for the podcast. So she's uh, she's getting part of what's going on. So I just wanted to make sure that it was crystal clear that I've never forced I've never forced Ken to do anything that he wasn't willing and ready to do already. 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 Although I will say I am <laughs> I am the ambassador of bad decisions. Hey man, you know what? Well if you're the ambassador, then you know, I'm your first crewmate. Fuck yes. You know. We've had some good times though. We we have and in, again, a shorter, in, in a very in, in a very in, short in period a short of time. In a short amount of time. In we've a very, had some, very, very, very short period of time. When, when when's the first time we met? Like August no, like uh September? So we had met I don't know what the month was. It couldn't have been longer than August though, right? And because yep. it was because it was post my birthday because I'd already met Adam and uh Mom? Wendy. No, Adam and Wendy. 
who are friends with Nikki from her murderino nerdy shit that she has going on. Murderinos uh, are cool. They, they you, know. I, uh, you know, hey, I'm. You know what I I love the I, most. I, I I I know I know why they do what they do. So it's cool. I I love the fact that Nikki has found her people. Like it's it's been a it's it's, it's been it's, a slog for her. Like she's struggled with trying to find a, a new place for her. And I get I'm, that. I'm happy that she's found a group of people that she's bonded with and has has a, a kinship with. And if that's the murderers, I'm I'm all for it. No, so I, 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 get I, I get that. Feel, I get that. I, I feel blessed that she's found that. I think. So I th- I feel like it was either late August or early September yeah. when we first like like give the like the bro nod at the fucking three sheets like hey what's up man yeah no I remember seeing you one time you said what's up because you what's don't up. when when someone sees me you don't ever really forget I'm a, I'm a pretty memorable person to see for for the first time well I mean like I didn't I didn't know you and and you had said what's up and then I was like oh well cool what's up you know because most people. Um, they either fear or they want to fuck. And like, that was a non-response on either one. Breaking news, bro. Both for me. Thank you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. That's a, that's a hundred percent. I'm down. I'm down with the conflict. I'm down with the fear. Fuck. But that's, that could be a new show. Forget fear factor. How about fear? Fuck. Hmm. You have to do weird ass challenges, and then you, if you win, you get to fuck a hot chick or a hot guy if you're a woman. I, I, I was thinking more so along the lines of what you had just said, but we'll, we'll be we'll be moving forward though. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I feel like I just created a new fucking Netflix series. You you you, you might have. If you eat weird ass cow testicles, then you get to pick the person that you want to have sex with. Why not have sex? And eat the cow testicles. Well, no, you have to eat the weird ass food to then get to have the sex. It's it's a fear. It's a fuck factor. But um, that's what I'm saying. Like, why not do both? Well, you have to do both. You have to eat. The, I'm at the same time. Why would you eat cow testicles and have exactly. sex? Exactly. Exactly. See, that's the see. that's a two that's two niche of a that's two niche of a that that, that, that that's two one percent of the one percent. Yeah, you're too you're t- you're narrowing the audience too much. I'm sorry. I'm trying to I'm trying to have a good idea while make money. I'm sorry, my bad. I'm not I, saying I'm, I'm not saying I, that I, I'm not I, saying I, that I, your I, idea I, doesn't I, have I, merit. Right? No, I I did, I, I can give a fuck about money. I'm just about the you know. You're just about the art. The the time exactly. You're just all about the art. See, that's that's where the whiteness comes out of me. I want the art. With the money, I dig it. You I know, dig it. I have, yeah. resp- I have a responsibility to myself, <laughs> not with this podcast because all I do is dump money into this shit. And I don't make jack off of this, but you know, no, I'm not mad or anything. It's right. fun. I've 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 not been looking at four hundred dollar microphones for this podcast, of which seventeen people listen to. Why would I? Why would I do something silly like that? Wow. Weren't we talking about Cosmel? We, oh we, no! You were talking about the star sitting on the star sitting on the sea. Now, that's interesting to me because you you, you grew up in in a big city. Mm. I'm from a I'm from a little ass town. I'm from a, I'm from I'm not from a speck on the map. I'm from a crumb next to the speck on a map. I the town that I lived in for my formative years had a census number of 425 people. Yeah, I was about to ask how many people was in your town, and you said 425? 425 is wow. the number on wow, the wow, sign. Wow. My my grandma, she came from a town in uh, Tennessee called McKenzie yep. when she lived there, um, and they had at their t- at their like peak a, a population of 3,000. Wow. 
so I can relate so, to what you're talking yeah, yeah. about. So I, I lived in a town that had a population of 425 people. Right. My high school was in the town three miles over that okay. had 1,450 people. Sure, sure. So we call it the Gates, Mill City, metropolitan area. About 1,800 folks. And I have such nostalgic feelings for that place. Although now it's like redneck and Trump country and I don't understand what the fuck. I don't I really don't understand how I as this bleeding heart liberal came out of this town, but whatever. I still love I got nothing but love for Mill City and Gates. I don't care. But you 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 said something that, that resonated with me when you talked about the way that the star set on the sea. Obviously I didn't have the sea because I lived uh in like the foothills of the Cascade Mountains. Mm-hmm. But to come out of like the high school gym after a basketball game on a winter's night, I have these distinct memories of looking up in the pitch black sky and seeing Orion, which is like my favorite constellation. I love Orion. Sure. But Orion would be straight up. You walk out of the gym, you walk down the stairs, there's the the little street there and you would look up and there's not a lot of like street lights and city lights. I mean, obviously there's not, it's not a big town. So you get all these views and you're just like, wow, it's just like, you realize how small and insignificant you really are in the grand right, scheme of things. Right, right, like, right. How the fuck? It's just, it's just stunning to think about. I got all deep for yep. a second. I know, Holy right? right you, got, you got quiet for a split second, Woo! right? Things got, got serious. We, stuff in this motherfucker. Well, I don't know. Should we talk about Gary Clark and then get the fuck out of here for tonight? I mean, yeah, we can we can do we, that. We've been sure. rolling. We've been rolling for a good hour plus here. We, we have. Uh, yeah, we're at one oh eight. Goddamn. <laughs> Stream of consciousness. We're just letting it rip. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I didn't want to. I I I debated not saying anything and just rolling for as long as uh, as long as we wanted to go. But I know you got to work tomorrow, so I don't want to keep you here too late. And given that you live close by, I know that we can always do this again. Right, right. No, no I mean, I no, hope no. I hope that you want to make a return to the podcast at another time. Yeah. And, unless I've corrupted you again too much after this and ruined everything. Cor- corrupted me with, with my uh, meats and cheese. I do, have a question. I, I do have a question. Next time you pop over for a podcast, will we get another tray of charcuterie? It'll probably be or, a better one. Or will you bring something else? Uh, it'll, 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 probably, it'll probably be something else and and and, and a uh, another lovely spread. Because I gotta say, did you if, like that? If you're gonna bring a spread over every time, you're invited to come over whenever the fuck you want. Oh shit! Generally, the only person that ever comes over is Marty, uh-huh. and all he ever brings is Jägermeister. Well, which, I mean, which I appreciate, but Nikki not so much. But like I said, you know, I didn't want to come over empty-handed at all, and. I had one other thing to, to, you know, get done before I came over here. But, like, I didn't want to just come and be like, hey, guys, I'm here. You know, like, I wanted to I have tell, something to add to the whatever I will, was going I will on. Tell you, I will tell you this. Whenever you come to our house, yeah. you should feel free to come empty-handed if it if it, if that's what needs to happen. Well, that, that's, don't that's, ever, that's, don't that's ever very... Feel, don't ever feel like you have to bring something. If you feel If you feel like you would like to bring something, that's perfectly fine. 
But just know that our door is always open, and you're always welcome, and you don't have to bring anything. I, I, I really appreciate that. That's very very heartfelt. But if you don't ever bring meat and cheeses again, I'll hate you forever. That's cool. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I didn't want to show up here and not have, and especially, you know, if we're going to be doing wines and, For sure. you know, other bougie bullshit like that, like, absolutely, man, you know. Everything I brought has this was, has this course. has this week set a record for the number of times that you've been called bougie. because um, I know Nikki has yeah. called you bougie like seventeen times. Well, yeah, it has. Is, bu- is bougie like a code racism word now? Absolutely like, not. No. I feel like she's maybe being a little bit of an asshole. Nah, not really. Um, <laughs> it's 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 code for the bourgeoisie, which was a clique of people in uh, France. And they were the kind of like upper echelon, if you will. You know, you could almost think of them as like the Illuminati. You're an upper crust motherfucker, I can tell. But like, thank you. I um, feel that. You know, as far as it being like a, a racial thing, like, no, nah, it's not supposed to be. It's related to class, not race, which gotcha. actually in our modern day diaspora gets confused and, you know, conflated all the fucking time. Like. Because somebody is from this class of people, they're from this race. And it's like, right. no, dude, no, nah, not at all. Or they think on the flip side that because you're from this race, you're from this class, which is absolute right. bullshit, you know. And it's something I deal with every single day. So, not, nah, not at all. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. As like a like a weird white person, sure. I I've, I kind of have wanted to jump into some racial questions. I think we'll save that for another time because mm-hmm. I do have. I had this weird obsession when I was a kid. I wanted to be black. I I, I, rec- I, rec- I don't think I heard that from you directly, but I heard it on, I think I heard it on a podcast. Yeah, I, probably. I, I know it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wanted, I, I did. I wanted to be black. Like, I listened to rap way before other kids in my school. Right. And, like, as I mentioned, I live in, lived in a tiny-ass town. Right, And, like, right, I listened right, to right, shit, right. I listened to shit like MC Light. Oh, wow. Like, not like. Wow. Yeah. Like, I was into MC wow. Light. Like, I was, like. Not just like, <laughs> just like the like stuff that everyone knows. Right. Like, my my cousin was into like Public Enemy and shit like that. But I was listening to MC Light. Like, I, that's where I was at. That's what's up. So, and like, I wanted to paint my bedroom with cross colors. Ah! You remember cross colors? You remember cross colors? <laughs> that's wonderful, man. So, like, like I was. That's what I was into. Like, you know, that's. I'm with it. But I. I and I I feel like I I can't like, exactly remember how I felt when I was you know twelve or thirteen years old, uh-huh. but I felt like I was coming to it from an honest place. Like I just felt I felt I felt like a connection to that culture more than other things, and like that was the thing that I wanted to be a part of. Uh, so it was so, but I do have like I do have questions about what it's like to be a black person in this culture in these days, and sure. we're an hour and thirteen minutes in this podcast. I don't think we need to jump into that now, but and I just I kind of wanted to have like a stream of consciousness conversation for the first podcast out before we got all like real fucking deep and political and shit like that because not everyone wants to listen to that. But guess what, motherfuckers? It's my podcast. If you don't want to listen, I don't give a fuck. Actually, right. I do. Please listen to my podcast. This is how I. <laughs> this is how I'm. A, this is how I achieve fulfillment as a spiritual human being is by you people listening to this podcast. Well, please don't ever leave me. I'm, you people. Uh, oh, sorry. What you mean, you people? That was a trigger. Oh, I just shit. triggered. I just triggered you. Oh shit! I just triggered Ken. Right. We were gonna talk about Gary Clark, but maybe we need to end the podcast because I just triggered him. As I hold my cookie and my vaporizer <laughs> in my hand. 
<laughs> you got a vape in, got a vape in one hand and a cookie that you've been nibbling on for forty five minutes in the other. Okay, let's we'll wrap it up. Let's let we should talk about Gary Clark Jr. Yeah, man. So wow. as we as we mentioned, I, I've been a conduit from some cool shit for yes, you recently. Y- y- yes, I mean for a lot of cool shit. I mean a lot of cool shit. You you haven't said or you haven't you haven't you you haven't sent me wrong on, on any journey. For and for being the ambassador for what'd you say, the the ambassador for what? What did, I can't remember. What you're, I said. You're, you're like the ambassador for wrongness or the uh, ambassador for corruptness. Oh, I was. Uh, I'm I'm the ambassador of bad decisions. There you go, the ambassador for for being the so-called ambassador of bad decisions. Man, you haven't sent me on a bad decision yet. All right. Well, uh, not not at uh, not in any public space. We made a couple of uh, bad decisions within. Uh, yeah, we won't talk about that. Whatever. Yeah, moving moving forward. Moving on. You know what I got to you know what I'm going to do though. I do have to I do have to finally drop in the clip I have of you saying, "Why you make us make bad decisions?" That's finally got to go in the podcast this week. I got to I got to make that happen. Marty gets Marty gets mad because Marty gets mad <laughs> Marty gets mad because I dropped Tyler in saying like uh, who's her favorite person every time. He's like Man, why I gotta hear that shit? Tyler thinks you're the fucking best. He's, he gets all hot. He gets all butthurt about it. But like, you know, there's there's more to that clip, and I I definitely got to drop in the why you got to make me make bad decisions. But um, a, a good decision that we made is we went to see Gary Clark Jr. on Friday, and oh god, right? It was it it was it was it was life affirming. Have you seen Gary before? Nah, man. I mean, all right, here's the thing. Here's my history of him. So, like, you know, up at the, you know, the bar we we be hanging out at, and what, whatever, three sheets. Somebody had told me that I reminded him, re, re, reminded them of him that. Why? I, because you were black? No, because of, like, my vibe or, mm. or whatever right. persona. And. They asked me if I knew who he was. Oh, like, you know who's that? And then they showed him to me. I'm oh like, wait, I mis I misheard you. I thought you said, "Did I know him?" It's like motherfucker, not all black people know each other. <laughs> but you uh, know of him. I missed a word there. That's my vodka right. induced brain right now. No, no worries. I, I I did I didn't I didn't know I didn't know of him. Right. And like, I was like, oh cool, you know, blah blah blah. And then that was it. Like I didn't look into him really any further. And you had told me about him. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is that dude. And, like, I don't – here's my, my whole story about the concert. I didn't I, I didn't have any songs that I knew from him. I didn't know any tracks or whatever. And I, you know, as a music person, you know, a creative or whatever, I like to go to shows and then be surprised. Right. Know, be it for the better or for the worse. And for me, that kind of will always set the stage. And so I went into this one not knowing a damn thing. I didn't know a single song. I couldn't identify a rift of his. I didn't really know his style in terms of his ability to play. And, like, I just went in there fresh. And so, you know, I saw the opener, and they, they, they did their thing. They were, they were okay. You know, it's kind of like, you know, your uh, wife has said that they're a very good, uh, you know, bar band sort of thing. First of all, motherfucker, I said that. Oh my! Bad. I said they were a good bar band. Does that she, mean she she lambasted those motherfuckers? L- lambasted? She destroyed them. Does that mean that you are your own wife? 
I mean, I wifed myself up a couple times. Okay, right on. I mean, I would put a ring on it, but she, someone else already did. Right on. I'm with it. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> all that aside, I saw after, you know, the opening act came on, did their thing, and went off, I saw Gary Clark, and man, that was some good shit. And I was so grateful that, you know, you had made a way for me to be up where y'all are at. Um, cause otherwise it would have meant, you know, doing the normal sort of concert thing and navigating people and, yep. you know, not getting phone numbers and, Oh yeah. You not- know, can I tell you something that I haven't told you yet before? What's that? So I saw the, the lady that you got the phone number from, right. she was a, a lovely lady in a wheelchair right? and her friend sit down there. Mm-hmm. And this was before that you came and sat down with us. I'm, I have to tell you. What's that? I felt that there was going to be a situation where you and the lovely lady in the wheelchair interacted with each other. Really? You saw you you I I foreshadowed that you, in my you, brain. You spoke it you spoke it into existence. I, in my huh? brain I was like, you know, cuz I've seen her there before. I'm pretty sure she was she sat in that same section with us when we saw a band there called Heim. Who I don't if you don't know who Heim is, they uh they're a dope ass band and they uh I used to use uh, their track in the opening for this podcast before. Did you say Heim or I'm? Heim? Heim. H A I M. Okay. This, they're three sisters. Is the Heim sisters? All right. All right. All right. And I'm pretty sure I've I'm pretty sure I've seen her before. Sure. But um, yeah. I uh, I was like, man, I hope Ken gets back up here because I feel like I don't know why, but I just felt like there was. Have you talked to her? I I, I received them. A text message from her earlier during the podcast. That's beautiful. I'm not. Yeah, I I didn't say I didn't really voice. I'm I'm not bullshitting like for real because the easy bullshit would be like that you were going to talk to the blonde, the her friend. That would have been. I, 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 I would have. That would have been. I, was, the, I wasn't interested. But no, yeah, I know. I dig. I but dig if it. I was going to make up a story, it'd be like, oh, that you're going to talk to her friend. Right. No. But yeah, yeah. There was yeah. I'm not a hundred percent for real. Like I was like, man, I feel like I don't know why, but like I feel like if Ken was up here, like I don't know. So I'm just glad the night went the way it did, despite you know my clear uh, inebriation. <laughs> that even, me slapping bushes and <laughs> you know asking strangers for opinions <laughs> on my hair and your hair is amazing, by the way. I love your hair. Thank you. But I'm a big fan of your hair, man. Especially since I creeped on your Facebook and I sh- scrolled through a few other pictures. Right. Yeah, you, you got to keep the hair. Oh, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of the shaved down Ken look. Yeah, I mean, it, it's taken. You got a, a weird uh, ass. I'm not gonna lie. You got a weird ass head. I do. Um, it, I, I say that from a place of love and respect and like mutual friendship. You no, gotta, I, you got you got you got a weird I'm, ass head. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing, dude. I'm telling you, I I went bald one time when I was in high school. I was like, wait a minute. And that I, that was one time and one time enough. Like for real, I'm not bullshitting, dude. I had I had shaved my head completely down for like ROTC or something back when I was in there. Or J, let me be specific, JROTC, so no one gets you know all up in their feelings or whatever. But like, it took just that one time, and that was enough. You right. know? It was like looking at my bald head is like you know seeing. Like my brain, it, it looks like my brain is constantly lifting weights. 
and, and, and doing work. And in a way, it kind of is. So it makes sense in, in a weird way. But then it's like, it's not something you want to see. Right? So that shit needs to be nice and concealed. Right, man? So, like, for years, I, I did the whole ball fade thing. And then in, like, 2004, I started wearing it this style. And this is well before, like, you know, black people were all in their feelings about, like, oh, we're, you know, we're going to be representing the, the culture. Right. And wearing all this stuff out in, you know, pro-Africa and this, that, and the, right. and the third. And, you know, it took a, a lot of, you know, tenacity and courageousness to do that sort of thing, you know. And then it got to a certain point where it was like, oh, wait a minute, that's accepted and that's in. Right. You know, but that was, like I said, years after the fact. And, you know, I'm still doing it because I like how the look, you know, goes um, but you know that said, man, um, it's been a crazy ass journey there. So it's not necessarily something that you know I just kind of idly took on. I right. debated about it for a few years and thought it wouldn't look good, but a lot of people really like it, and I like it myself. So I still fuck with it. I like it. Thank you. And I like you. Oh, I'm glad that we're friends. Flowers for everybody. I'm I'm glad that a random hey what's up at the bar has turned into what I feel is about to be the most beautiful friendship. Me too. It's been we just the few, the short few months. I feel like you know, as the as the famous movie quote, this feels like the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> We've already had some fun times. We went to a dope ass concert. We did that. I mean, I'm really glad that. See, what's funny is the last time I was at a show there, they didn't give a shit. Like, there was not that many people in that little area. There's a lot of people in that area here for, for, uh, for, uh, Gary, our our good friend, Gary Clark. Right. I will say a couple things to check out. You may want to check out, uh, Sonny Boy Slim, which is, uh, his, uh, most recent album that he dropped. Um, he does have new music. Obviously, we heard him play some new songs. Um, yeah, he played about four or five songs in the middle there that I had never heard before. It was all brand new stuff. So I was like, hey, look at that. Buster's making an appearance on the podcast. You finally did it, pal. Usually you've made an appearance much earlier than that. Congratulations for keeping the streak going. <laughs> um, but uh, the the stuff that I listened to him the most is he did an iTunes Live Sessions album. It's nine tracks that is fantastic which I highly recommend. Obviously, it's not something you can get on Spotify or something like that, but... Uh, I, I got that iTunes. I, you, yeah, you got to uh, get that. I mean, I I have it. I could probably just drop it on a, a drive for you and you don't have to buy it or anything, but, you know, I'm all about frugality. Man, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good with the data. So, uh, yeah, but uh, the iTunes session that he dropped is... Uh, you should you should definitely give that a shout. Should I will I give will. that a shout? What the fuck are my words doing right now? Clearly, we need to end this podcast because I'm forgetting how to talk. Uh, anything you want to plug? Do you want anybody to be able to so- follow you on social media? Your Twitter? I, I know you got a dope ass SoundCloud. You want to shout that out or anything? You want people to know what's going on in your life? I mean, if they want, they can follow me on SoundCloud under Ken's Audio. Um, most of my social media will be under the uh, query or term of MEFS or M-E-E-F-S. And um, if they want to follow me on Twitter, they can find me at uh, They Call Me Ken. And that's all it is. It's beautiful. Well, 
I appreciate you uh, being here tonight. And uh, I feel like this is the first of many podcasts that we're going to do. Oh, no doubt. So I think, uh, thank you for stopping by. You don't have to bring meats and cheeses every time. We'll, uh, I'm, I'm glad and, that I did, though, because it worked out. And Nikki won't do an accidental racism of buying a bucket of fried chicken for when you roll through. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, if she can get a bucket of fried chicken from Frenchie's, you know, we, we can... We'll make the magic happen. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of Just Another White Guys Podcast. I appreciate everyone that takes the time to listen to us. Subscribe. If you have any questions, you want to be a part of the podcast, you know how to do that. You can send us an email, jogpod at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at jogpod or at Dustin P. Jones. You know how to get a hold of me. Do the thing. Like it, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. That's it for this week. Always protect the fivefold. Yeah. Why are you making us make bad decisions? Hey, Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking Ryan. Too much. Oh, it hurt. Oh, too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much.